John 1, 6 through 13. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This is the word of God. Good morning, family of God. I want to start this morning with a Spanish lesson. A few of you are trying to learn or learning. Some of you speak Spanish. And so I want to start this morning with a uh, Spanish lesson. Now, this lesson may never be useful to you ever, but it will show you why Spanish is one of the most beautiful languages in the world. Ay, ay, ay. Entonces. If you read through the Bible in the Spanish equivalent to the King James, in the Reina Valera version, you will find over 100 times this phrase that may not make sense to English speakers. And that phrase is dar a luz. I want to say it one more time. Dar a luz. Can you say dar a luz? Dar a luz. That's three words. Dar, which means to give. A, which means to. And luz, which means light. Give to light. Or bring to light. Now, this usage might make more sense in its context. If you have your Bible, I'm going to invite you to turn with me to Luke chapter 1. Verses 30 and 31. If you have your devices, you can do that. Give to light. Why am I talking about give to light? Well, let me read this. I'm going to read from the Reina Valera version. You can follow along in your English version if you have one. Starting in verse 30, we read these words. Entonces, el ángel le dijo, María, no temas. You know where I am? What does that mean? Don't be afraid. No temas porque has hallado gracia delante de Dios. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Now, listen carefully. Concebirás en tu vientre y darás a luz. There it is. Darás a luz un hijo y llamarás su nombre Jesús. What does dar a luz mean? To give light. To give birth. To give birth. You will give birth to a son and you'll call his name Jesus. That's what we're reading. You will give birth to a son and you shall call his name Jesus. And the word for give birth to in Spanish is dar a luz. Darás a luz a un hijo. Jesús. Now, why do I find it interesting to start with the Spanish lesson? Because in Spanish, one way to talk about giving birth is to talk about bringing to light. When a woman gives birth, she is bringing to light a baby. After conception, a baby spends nine months, about 40 weeks, 280 days in darkness. 
All their development, all of their growth, all their movement takes place in the dark. And then, as Stephanie is about to realize, and Candace is about to realize, and Kaylee just realized, when the time is fully come, that baby begins to move in a downward direction and starts to let the mama know, it's time to dar a luz. It's time for me to see the light. And then, in a miraculous act of pain and blood and water, which we see in verse 13, who are born out of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, a baby is born. A baby is brought to light. Now, what's really fascinating about this text and about what we celebrate at Christmas is that not only do we have a baby bring brought to life, but in verse 9, we have light being brought to the world. There's a whole different kind of Dalalus, a whole different kind of bringing to light, a whole different type of giving light, a whole different kind, a whole different genre of light giving here. This is not your everyday run-of-the-mill, oh, you children's, dar a luz. This is dar la luz. We're giving the light. I want to pray one more time that God would help us to internalize the reality and the beauty that in the giving of light, light was given. Light has come in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Won't you bow your heads with me and let's pray. Father, I'm so grateful that you are a God of glory. You are a God who saw me in the dark and who called my name. Thank you for being a God who is a light breather. Help us this morning to see the beauty and the glory of the light coming into the world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Light. Light is that which illumines the darkness. Light is that which exposes. Now, light is that which makes the world make sense. Without light, it's self-evident that we would not be able to see. Because we only see by what the light allows us to see. Without the light, nothing can be seen that is seen. Without the light, nothing is revealed that is not hidden. Nothing comes to fruition and fulfillment without the light. The light exposes. But in verse 10 and 11, we see 
The light was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. Why does the world stay away from the light? Why is it so hard for us sometimes to come to the light? Well, the reason is found in the definition of light, which is, the light is that which illumines. Two chapters from where we are now, in John chapter 3, we're going to read Jesus saying, Jesus saying these words. And this is the judgment. Chapter 3, verse 19. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. Light, both literally and figuratively, exposes It exposes what's in the dark. It exposes what's real. So we read passages in Scripture like 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 through 5, when Paul says, but with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by any human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. For I'm not aware of anything against myself, but I'm not thereby acquitted. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, do do not pronounce judgment before the time. Before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will expose the purposes of the heart. See, what light does is it exposes all of our deeds. It shows us what is a good deed and what is a destructive deed. But not only that. looks at the good deed and it exposes whether or not the motivation for that good deed was a constructive motivation or a destructive motivation. It judges the thoughts and intentions of the heart like does. So it's hard to want to walk into the light if you're really real with yourself. Because if you've taken a good look at your own heart, then you know that even the best deeds are sometimes motivated by the darkest motivations. In fact, I had a, a good friend of mine say that, that the last pure motivation died on the cross. When we look at the word of God, which is, look at the light of the word. It illumines our heart. You ever been having a quiet time and something that you argue that you did not need to confess yesterday? God showed you that you should confess it today. What the word does is it brings to light what is hidden. Even things that are hidden to ourselves. Because God sees all. He doesn't dwell in darkness. Even the darkness is light to him. Psalm 139. God is the light bearer. And therefore everything is exposed before him. But I want to continue in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Because I didn't finish verse 5. Verse 5 says, 
then each one, it, it ends after saying everything is going to be exposed before the light. But then it says, then each one will receive his commendation before God. It doesn't say each one will receive his condemnation before God. It says each one will receive his commendation before God. What's the difference between condemnation and commendation? Condemnation is to be judged and found guilty. Commendation is to be judged and to be honored and rewarded based on that judgment. How in the world can I look at my heart and see the separation between darkness and light and expect to receive the commendation of God? Because, as Leland Riken points out in the Dictionary of Biblical Imagery, lights stand on lampstands. Lights stand on lampstands. And the lampstand that every Christian looks to for its light is the cross of Jesus Christ. On the cross, the light bearer suffered in the dark. From the sixth hour to the ninth hour, darkness covered the face of the earth. Jesus, the incarnate word, who we heard last week, overcomes the evil and the chaos, the darkness. Everywhere he went, he brought Light, he brought truth. He illumined and exposed the hearts of people, even his closest disciples. And yet, it looked like he was overcome by the darkness. His life was snuffed out in the dark. But at dawn on the third day, light began to shine again. And those who came to the tomb of the incarnate Son of God who had died in the dark came and found that his tomb was empty, that the light was shining again forever. A hope as believers is that even though we look at our own hearts and we see the darkness inside, that the light died to bring us out of the dark into his marvelous light. So that we, when we walk in the light of the Lord Jesus Christ, we no longer have to fear condemnation. We can expect to receive what Jesus deserved, which is the commendation of God. My good and faithful servant. Now that's really good news changes the course of history, and it changes the course of an individual life. But even on this side of the cross and resurrection of Jesus, it can still be difficult to walk into the light. When we walk in the light, we have, we have no fear. We have no fear of judgment. The wrath of God has been poured out on Jesus. There's no more wrath for us. 
And yet, why sometimes are we crippled by the dark? I want to talk a little bit about some of the lights that we run to. Can you put up this first picture on the screen? I was thinking about lights and about lights that we sometimes run to. And I thought about this city of lights. Where are we? Not Oklahoma City. Can you throw that, that first light up, Jared? Where are we? Times Square. Yeah, I saw uh, Layla whisper it. Times Square. We're in, time, we're in New York City. There's a lot of lights here, right? There's a lot of lights. And they're really, really bright lights. In fact, if you walk down the streets of New York City, in the middle of the night, you will not be in the dark. You'll be in the light. If you somehow find $800 and you go see Hamilton, and you walk outside, you go get some ice cream, some gelato, you're going to find yourself in the light. Why? Because there are a lot of lights. There's a lot of lights. It's a city that never sleeps. What are these lights? Well, if you look on the right-hand side, little past center, you'll see a sign that says express. If you look a little bit Further to the right, you'll see a, a sign that says forever, meaning forever 21. If you a little more to the right, you'll see U.S. Polo Association since 1890. It can be so easy. Last week we talked a lot about, about what darkness is. Darkness is, is, is evil. It's, it's chaos. And, and yet, to try to run from that chaos that we find all over the world and all over sometimes our own hearts, we run to these things. We run to Express and Forever 21 and U.S. Polo Associate. What is this? This is materialism. You ever pray to God for something that you really, really needed and then you got it and you could not let go of it? It may have been a new speaker. A new pair of shoes, an apartment, a house. May have been a new shirt. And you got it in your hands, and then your friend comes over and asks to borrow it. Hey, can I take your car? I got to go pick up my mom from the hospital. Take my car? Hey, um... That, that sweater you wore the other day, it would look really good on me. Can I use that for a party I'm going to? Is there going to be red punch at this party? Sometimes the thing that God uses as blessings can make us despair because we find our identity in that thing. And it begins to suck our life. What else can we look to? Well, at the very top of the tower on the left... We see prudential, insurance, security. I feel like the chaos is going to get me because of some real stuff that happened in my life. My house got broken into. My car got stolen. Now I need to look to to something else for my security and not trust in the Lord. That temptation's real, yeah? 
I just found out my A1C's a little elevated. Now I gotta figure out what we're gonna do about life insurance. It's real. Got diagnosed with it's real. We can run to insurance as our security. Where's your security today? What are you trusting in? Did the job that God blessed you with when you were low on funds become the place that you run for your security? Did that 401k dig its roots into your heart where it's harder to give today than it was yesterday? Talking to me, yo. Does your, where are we finding security? What light are we looking to for security? Oh, Netflix, Amazon, Twitter. Come on. Entertainment is a light. There's so much chaos in my life that I have to numb the pain somewhere. So instead of talking to my wife, we just binge watch Netflix, right? Instead of making up with my roommate and seeing the power of God flow in this relationship, it's just easier to watch all of the Marvel Comic Universe movies. I'm speaking to, I'm speaking, if, you, if you know me, you know I'm speaking, I'm using personal situations. I'm not talking to y'all, I'm, not, I'm talking to all of us, my friends. Like, this is like, where are we going to for our light? Budweiser, Coke, substances. There's lights all around us. There's all kinds of opportunities for us to deny the hope that we have in Jesus and run to all these other lights. But let me show you one more slide. Jay, keep up the next slide for me. Check this out. This is Times Square. Same place. But this is in the light. Wait, go back one more. Go back one. Can you go back one more? That's the dark. The lights look real bright. Go back to the day. It's the day. The day's a lot brighter than those lights. See, It's so easy to run to other lights when we stop looking to the ultimate light. In the ultimate light, every other light pales. It's lessened. You can still see those lights, but they don't have the same draw. They don't have the same appeal. See, the true light makes everything else look like it's supposed to look. That's one of the meanings of Jesus being the word, the logos, the structuring order of the universe. That If you look at everything else through Jesus, everything else makes sense. That car that God gave you, now you can see how you can use it to the glory of God. That job that God gave you, we can see how we can use it to the glory of God. That speaker that God gave you, you can see how you can use it for the glory of God. Everything that exists, exists as it exists in Jesus. He is the light that brings light. 
to every other thing. By his light, everything else we can see appropriately, properly, fittingly. But it only makes sense in light of the true light. And that's what we read in the scripture. The true light which comes into the world, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the light. Not the fake light. Not the lesser light. But the true light was coming into the world. And it says that he, he was coming. And then in verse 10 it says he was in the world, which means he arrived. He was there. But look at the qualifier in verse 12. What do we have to do for this light? It says we have to, all, to all who did receive him, all you have to do to get into the light is to receive the light. And if you've trusted in Jesus today, if you've recognized that your in your heart is evil and, and maybe some light, but a lot of evil, and you've, you've turned from that and you said, I don't want to live in the lesser light anymore. I only want to live in the light of the, in the true light, in the light of Jesus. If you've turned from your sins to trust in Jesus, then what he says is, he gave you the right to become children of God. Now, I love the way that, that, that the NIV records this verse. He says, but to those who received him, that's the past tense, to those who believe in his name, that's present tense. To those who received him, who accepted him, who welcomed the true light. But what that received means is that today I'm believing in him. It's a present tense. Those who believe in his name, who keep walking with him, who keep trusting him, who see the darkness and who continue to say that the darkness, Jesus has overcome you. I'm not captured by you anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. I hear your Lord. I feel your Lord pulling me to that other light. But, but today I'm going to believe that the true light is the only light by which I see anything else. There's those people who continue in their belief, who continue to walk by faith, who continue to trust in his unfailing love. He gave the right to become children of God. I think this is fitting that he says children of God were born of God. Those who have trusted in Jesus are born of God. What does that mean? It means we have an inheritance with the saints in light. That whereas everything else, all the materialism, all the security, all the other stuff will pass away or fade. This is the one thing that will never fade away. And it is guaranteed for us if God is our Father. The sun will continue to shine. We live in light of the dawn. Because Jesus came to earth, suffered in the darkness, and then rose again and is alive today. So if this week you've struggled with the darkness, you've struggled with, with remembering that the one true light is the light by which we live, then today and every day, believe. Just keep trusting. Keep trusting in your inheritance. Keep trusting in the true light. Keep putting yourself in his hands. Now, I don't want to finish this message without looking at the first three verses of our text. Because in the first three verses, we hear about this man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. 
He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. All throughout these first three verses, we hear twice, witness, or three times, witness, witness, witness. What is a witness? A witness is somebody who gives testimony. To bear witness is to give testimony. To speak about what you've seen, what you've heard, what you've experienced. What John was was a a witness to the light. Jesus, a couple chapters later, is going to say that John, he wasn't the light, but he was a lamp shining in a dark place. Not a light, but he's a lamp. Now, here's the, the really beautiful news. Is that if you have received Jesus, even in the dark, you're a lamp. If you have received Jesus, the true light, even in the dark, you're a lamp. Why is that such good news? Because this means that if you're in Jesus, never can the darkness overcome you. In the darkness, the purpose of the darkness for which God is allowing you to go through the darkness is so that through you, the lamp, he can shine his light. What that means is that When you get terminated from a job, God's purpose in that is to bring light through your life, to illumine the darkness, because even the darkness is not dark to him. When that relationship is really, really difficult, and it takes all you, all the strength you can muster to keep fighting for love in that relationship, to keep fighting to serve selflessly in that relationship. When you've been burned, when you've been hurt, when you've been treated unfairly, and you might ask, God, why am I going through this relationship? Why am I going through this darkness? His response is to be a lamp. In your weakness, I'm going to be strong. Because when we choose to believe who Jesus is, when we choose to keep walking in hope, to keep walking in life, to keep walking in truth, to keep walking in the light, God's power is manifest in our weakness. He brings hope to the hopeless. He brings reconciliation to that which is broken. He heals that which is marred. You ever struggle through a relationship with a brother or sister? And you did not want to have that conversation. And you had that conversation out of obedience to Jesus. In other words, you did the gospel project. And you came out stronger and tighter and deeper than you were before. That's light shining in a dark place. The world doesn't get that. The world doesn't receive that. The world says, be done with them. But what Jesus says is, I want to renovate, I want to reconcile, I want to illumine the darkness, and I want to use you to do it. So when we face darkness, 
we can have hope. We can give thanks. We can rejoice. Why? Because what God promises to do is when we walk as children of light, when we expose the deeds of darkness, even in our own heart, when we walk as light, even in our community, he promises that he's going to bring light to bear. True light. Make everything else make sense. If we just keep walking in obedience, keep choosing to walk in faith, keep choosing to walk believing in who he said he is. Now I want to close with where this book closes. Is that one day when the time has fully come, fully, fully come. Time came and Jesus was born. When the time fully comes, when the time of times is over, when the day comes. What we read John talk about in Revelation is that not there anymore. The sun, we will have no need for the sun. Why? Because forever and for always, light is going to shine. When we walk in the darkness now, shining light, when it may seem like there's no reason to shine light, the reason we can shine light is because we have hope, a confident expectation that one day, what I am living, the faith that I'm living, the truth that I'm believing, the light that I'm showing is going to be worth it because one day everyone will see that the light that we trust in today is shining for all time and will never stop shining. So today, if you find it difficult to keep shining, Remember, Jesus hasn't stopped shining. Darkness could not snuff him out. And if he's, alive, if he's living in you, he's alive in you. And he gives you power to overcome the darkness. So if there's relationships that need to be cleared up, walk in the light. If there's sin that needs to be confessed, walk in the light. And when we walk as a community of light, when we shine like a lamp shining in a dark place, when we embody what Jesus said, is, which is, you are the light of the world. We don't let ourselves be hidden. We let, the, the, in our weakness, the, the full strength of the light of God to come through in our obedience. We're a sign of the coming kingdom. That Jesus is shining. He has shown, and he will continue to shine. Bow your heads with me and let's pray. Our Father, I thank you so much that we do not have to be afraid of the light. That you have called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. That in Jesus, there's no need for despair. Because not only was he born and lived and died, he rose again and brought dawn to all of humanity. God, help us today to be strengthened by your grace 
to walk as light, to keep living with hope and faith, even in the midst of the darkness. And we'll do that trusting, being empowered by your spirit who illumines us in the darkness. We pray this in Jesus' name.